Hi everyone and welcome back to CritCast Pod. This is the podcast that offers the personal side behind the persona of world-leading athletes and performers. I'm your host Sam Crick and I'd like to thank all of you for listening to the last episode of the podcast with Phil Norman. That was a podcast that got a lot of uh, really interesting reaction because he's such an inspiring guy and, and personally I wanted to get him on the podcast for a long while and his comeback 5k um, was truly incredible to watch and uh, the event itself um, was also incredible. Now this week I'm joined with a good friend of mine, very special guest, Johnny Curry. Johnny, how you doing mate? Yeah, I'm good. Um, just rushed back from the track from training. This is where we could fit it in so uh, I'm slightly out of breath, that's why. But um, no, I'm good, yeah, good, doing well. Summer's, we, summer's coming, weather's absolutely. sun's out. You can, you can feel it and yeah very similar position to you this afternoon where I think we were literally sending whatsapps back and forth going <laughs> I'm going to be five minutes late ten minutes late because actually yeah. couldn't really squeeze an hour in anyway in sort of our busy schedules as, as incredible human beings right well, yes um but but Johnny especially you know I was talking um you know in that in that intro there about Phil Norman's performance at the comeback 5k and that's something that you were at um, and your work with with Open Track there. So I guess before and, and just to be clear on exactly what this episode is for, it's it's all about the University of Birmingham uh, track and field series, which is taking place on the 21st of, of April, which is next Wednesday. But yeah, just before then, Johnny, uh, let's just touch on that comeback 5K. Like, was that the first event that you'd been to since since lockdown? Yeah, I mean, I think there was a few at the tail end of, uh, of last summer, obviously, after the first lockdown. I know we were down at Bromley Twilight, and that was yeah, you, and, you and Lloyd were covering. That was very enjoyable. But um, I think once we went into winter and went through Christmas, and it was quite a long lockdown, January, February, March, and I think we would really were missing out on stuff. And actually, the, the virtual running buzz that had kept us through the first lockdown was sort of fading a little bit because we'd had that taste of proper competition and the guys at Belgrave and Hernhill absolutely smashed it um I think ever I think there was appetite for that and they saw that and they just really pushed the boat out and it's great to see you know high quality racing prize pot innovative live stream it was just oh, it was just a great event um I came all the way up from Birmingham to um help out open track I was doing the graphics for the live stream but I was just the buzz around the, the stadium was was amazing People missed out. They weren't there. But I know uh, that's the issue with some of these events is we can't have spectators in the same way that we can't, used to be able to before. So yeah, I, I think I th- live streaming is coming in. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that if you can supplement that with those that perhaps can't attend, um, then all you're going to do is just create more of a buzz in the future for when people can. And, you know, selfishly, I'm, I'm really excited to be involved in um, in the sort of promotion for the, the track series next week, which means that I get to, you know, watch live athletics, which... Um, you know, it's the first time since I'm pretty sure it was since since uh, Bromley um, back in yeah. back in August. So, you know, it's been quite some time and something that I'm massively looking forward to. And so you, you've been, you know, very much involved in obviously not only the build up, but the, the organisation in itself. How um, how much have you, you had to adapt to, I guess, the changing government rules and, and things like that in, in putting this on and perhaps even, you know, discussing where the idea for it came about? Yeah, so um, we've run we've run a similar sort of open meet series for a couple of years now. Um, since we had our new track installed in twenty eighteen, I think it was twenty seventeen. Um, so we ran a series of meets there. I know they used to hold some BMC races and uh, some other open meetings on the old track back before I came to uni. Um, quite a while ago now. I know Carlos um, Khan used to love taking his high jumpers there because uh, there was yeah. a grass bank just next to it, and you can have the clock tower in the background. And then I guess the wind was good. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, so we, we've had some lower key ones. We really wanted to like make sure we're putting on a bit of a spectacle. So we had um, an event that we called the Birmingham Relays 
um, a couple of years ago that we've run against some, some of the Ivy League universities, so like Penn and Cornell and Harvard and Yale. And we were really sort of set to build on that in 2020. And actually a lot of our work had gone in through the winter with, with this committee to, uh, to get stuff ready for 2020 and really sort of take the next step forward with the meetings. And obviously, you know, we hit lockdown in March and basically we couldn't put anything on but a lot of that work actually carried forward and um the committee sort of stayed together so i think sometimes year on year you, you, someone comes in someone comes out and actually so when we we're starting again planning it this winter we'd already done a bit of work people knew what they were doing so actually we were quite excited to like really put ourselves in a good position so that if things opened up we could be one of the first people to have a meet on um so this is something that's been sort of for quite a little while now but yeah there's been a few challenges in terms of adapting and actually i think when we first opened entries um we weren't sure whether it was just going to be local and you could only travel if you were elite or whether you were True. in Birmingham yeah. postcode um and then just before we opened England Athletics said we could have anyone in England to travel for sporting events and after we opened the entries Wales said you can come and actually it's getting bigger <laughs> and better so um unfortunately a lot of the people who um who were then allowed to come uh missed out on places because it sold out so quickly right um but yeah just adapting to the news and sort of waiting to see what was happening was quite difficult especially um for me doing the, the pr and the, and the, the comms being like oh what do we tell people i don't know yeah, what's going yeah. on yet um can they enter can they not so actually it's, it's been a bit of a challenge but we were really keen to be in the position um to be able to be one of the first meets on and actually have you know give that opportunity to primarily to our students but people athletes in the area and actually it's really grown and i think there's a lot of elite athletes who are going to be chasing standards so it's, it's just grown from there and actually we've we've been really pleased the way it's taken off and how well it's well we're now the first event because they how well it's doing but, um, yeah 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 <laughs> i'll reserve judgment i will touch wood we'll see how it's going but um yeah well no, it's, it's it's definitely um an exciting you know it's exciting time for athletics and we've seen I think the the main rise of the the live stream is obviously because of the lockdown, but I think it's also because you know there may not have been like a a massive hunger for it because you could go to the to an event, but I think that because you know people really did want to watch um, the athletics that you can actually you know put that on now, and I guess the logistical side comes into it, but it's also about that creative side as well, and I think we've seen a lot of um, different people and and sort of organisations as such being quite creative. Um, with that in a sense and it's meant that we've got a lot of uh, a lot of races on so have you got um have you got a list there of of all of the um the races that are going to be taking place that people can look forward to yeah so we've got um races all the way up from we've actually got a multis event that i'll plug first um so there's a tri series for some of the multi-eventers we'll be doing hurdles long jump and javelin got some long jump we've got some shot parts uh we've got a pretty stuck high jump field there'll be a few others doing the hurdles um alongside the multi-eventers uh we've got a 2k chase um just as athletes get started into their season um we've also got some open 200s some invite 400s few british athletics athletes in there and then we've got some open eights and 15s and as well we've got some bmc 800s um and 1500s as well as some um bmc 3ks and some open 3ks i'm going through again now um so yeah nice. there's there's you know there's, there's something for everyone i'd like to think um so we were hoping to really cover um the field events and the throws and the jumps as well as um these high quality bmc races because we've got we've got really strong entries across the board I think it's good to be able to put on an event that can be for everyone. I know some events try to focus on actually 
just a series of 5Ks and that's great and that's good for them. But we want to um, really be able to put on something for, for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And I think those those specialist events, I mean, a mix as well works. I think the only thing that I've seen that really doesn't is those sort of really long, um, you know, comps or, or like two day events as such where you've got a lot of supporters maybe waiting around um, and actually, you know, having a lot of action that's going to be, you know, um, short and sharp, you know, it's just, it, how, um, how long is the, the program itself is about three hours. Yeah, it? it's about three, three and a half hours. So we are, yeah. we are cramming a lot of action in, um, hopefully. So there, there shouldn't be too much, um, yeah, gap in between moments. Um, we'll have to yeah. hop in between and, you know, try and work out how to cover it all in that time. But, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, the guys have been really good at organizing this sort of intricate, you know, balance between, between the events and making sure that we've got volunteers who once they finish putting the hurdles away, they're straight over to, you know, make sure that the, the shot puts are ready and, and the steeplechase barriers are up and actually, you know, the spread, the spreadsheets pretty impressive. Uh, yeah (laughs) i really admired the work they've done there Um, love it good stuff and and speaking of the um you know the competitors the people that are going to be involved and as you mentioned you know to start with not entirely sure how um you know how wide um you could you could basically throw the net as such to get uh, athletes involved you might have had you know a few of the university of birmingham athletes competing but actually it's gone a lot wide scale than that and you know we've reached out to um, some of those top athletes um, in those fields and and ask them to uh, answer a couple of questions um, that we've sent through and actually they've come back in fine fashion um, very similar to what myself and Lloyd Kempson did for an episode that sort of rounded up the European indoor trials um, which is a couple of months ago that has sort of um, you know given me the sort of inspiration to do the same thing and so we've got a few voice notes from um, some of the athletes that um, are going to be competing and I think Johnny what we'll do is we'll have a quick listen to them and then yeah we'll sort of give our give our points on it because I think a lot of these uh, voice notes I know well I've listened to all of them but you've listened to a couple and I think that um, you know a lot of them are, are very insightful to you know their targets for the race and their targets for the season overall yeah so I asked um, a few of our athletes uh, the, the following questions pretty much what is your name um, I asked what event they're doing and what they're looking forward to um, and their targets for that race, as well as their targets for the season. And a quick fun question at the end to get a bit of their personality. And I asked them, um, if you were to be any animal, what animal would you be? So the first person uh, that we're going to listen to um, is Holly Page. So Hi, I'm Holly. I'm competing in the 2000 metre steeplechase at Birmingham next week. My target for the race is hopefully to get a PB, but mainly just to get back on track and uh, back in the racing spirit. Target for the season is hopefully to break two, uh, 10 minutes for the 3K steeplechase, um, which might qualify me for the Euro under 23s. Uh, if I was to be any animal, I'd have to say a hare belonging to Edinburgh Uni Hare and Hounds. Holly Page there, she's going to be competing in that, that 2K chase um, and aiming, I guess, in the season for, for the 3K chase. I think, Johnny, how, when, when you guys were thinking about the events, why would why did you go for the 2k chase rather than 3k chase yeah i mean um i'm gonna shift the i don't know if this is credit or blame over to luke gunn um <laughs> who's our head of athletics who uh you know he's, he's a steeplechase specialist and he's you know a multi-time um british steeplechase champion so he, he knows the sport he know he knows it well um and i think actually being so early on in april it's quite common to do a 2k chase just to uh, you know get the feel for it and make sure actually you know if, if your fitness isn't quite where you want it to be if you're trying to peak for these championships and these big races in June, July or, well, the Olympics. 
then actually uh, getting a 2K chase underway to start with is actually quite a good way to kick the season off. Um, I know there was potentially reasons to do with qualifying standards for under-18s um, or English schools, but I, I know I think the under-18 um, European Youth Championships has been cancelled, unfortunately. Although I, I know they did they did announce that on the April the 1st, so I might have fallen. <laughs> might have been a joke. Through, but, um, <laughs> perhaps. I don't know if that's a funny joke or, or what. But um, yeah, 2K is a good way to get the season kicked off and just get something under your legs. I know a few athletes often will you know, start with an event that's not, not quite theirs. Um, so 800s will do a 15 or 1500s might do a 3k actually yeah. um, 3k chases doing a 2k chase is a good way to, to start the season um, Definitely. so yeah we're really excited for, for Holly and the other athletes to get involved I'm pleased she's uh, gone for the hair Edinburgh Uni Hair and Hounds <laughs> my, um, my dad was a Edinburgh Uni Hair and Hounds captain back in the day so uh, yeah big up big up no, Edinburgh Uni nice love it and yeah Holly's a um, Holly's a Kent girl and you know seeing her at pretty much every like Kent League or um, you know, county event, even all the way through to nationals, seeing her get so many um, international vests going through the junior ranks and really, you know, making her mark. And hopefully, you know, this going into the under under twenty three champs and trying to get that standard, um, this would be a good stepping stone for that. And and like you said, it it gets the um, gets the legs turning. And and Holly mentioned that she's you know really excited to be um, to be back racing. And I think that that's that's very very similar for a lot of the athletes. Um, that we, we spoke to and, and a lot of the athletes that are going to be competing. Um, our next uh, athlete that we've got um, is Ben Greenwood. So I reached out to Ben. He's um, going to be doing the, the 800. Um, and, and Ben's actually, well, he's going to say in his voice note, uh, so I don't want to give it away. Um, but, you know, he's, he's on a bit of a comeback um, and it was great to, to reach out to Ben and, and he was so keen to get involved. So um, let's have a quick listen to what Ben Greenwood had to say. My name is Ben Greenwood. I'll be running in the 800 metres. Our target for the race is to just blow away some major cobwebs. It's been about three years since my last 800 due to some uh, pretty nasty injuries, so it's a good chance to start the season early and get time on the board after so long. Uh, main aim for the season is um, just to get the Commonwealth Games standard for uh, Scotland over 800 and uh, hopefully just run as quick as I can. And uh, If I could be any animal, I think I'd choose a dog. I've seen how pampered my own are, and uh, I think that would be a good life to have. Love that from Ben there. So a lot to a lot to pick out, I guess, in that uh, that voice note. The first thing, really, that I want to touch on is is the amount of um, you know the amount of time that Ben's had uh, recovering from injury. You know, a massive, you know, a really really big talent uh, in the the younger age groups, just an absolute gun, really. When it came to the eight hundred, just pretty much he I'd always see him at the triple A's um, the England athletics uh, champs and he would just yeah absolutely storm away with it but how how good is it to to sort of see him back competing or um yeah how excited are we to to see him back Johnny yeah it's great I mean I've I've um I've watched Ben since he was pretty young being a, a Scottish athlete in the Scottish champs and um I think he still holds the under 15 um record for the 1500 meters he was, he was the first guy to break four minutes um so he's he's been talented from a very young age and actually i remember watching him and uh Saul sweeney have a bit of a battle with perth, perth boys um yeah. some of the uh cross-country races as well you know so he, he's done it all he's done 815 he's he's, he's run a quick four he's you know he can do cross but yeah it's been a shame to see him sort of fall away from it with a few injuries so i'm really excited to see him back um he's a big talent and i know i know he's been working hard so um yeah commonwealth games is another big one um that's yeah, a really big, big point for us um since uh you know it's sort of a home games for us it'll be next year yeah. in birmingham um so we'd love as many people as possible to be running their commonwealth standards at the birmingham university track and you know i think if if ben 
you know, turn into a dog. I'm sure a dog can run 146. Um, <laughs> I reckon if you can get him going around the track twice in a straight line, then uh, yeah. I, I reckon that'll give him the lungs and the, and the legs <laughs> to run to run I, standard. But, I um, guess it, it depends which dog you are as well. But um, but yeah. no, I'm sure if you yeah, if you've got a decent one, you get some decent legs on it. But it's interesting what he said. I don't know if he um, it was how he said it where he said, "Oh, I'm just just going to get the Commonwealth." games uh, standard I don't know if that was sort of like a throwaway comment or if that was basically him saying you know that's my prime focus for the year um probably the latter but because uh, I guess it's a, a tough one to get but you know he's shown in the the junior ranks and you know all the way through that you know he's got that talent and hopefully perhaps this this time off as such has, has taken a bit of pressure off and meant that he can just really focus on getting back and he leads the line up on on the 800 meters so very excited to see him race yeah absolutely Fantastic. So our, our next athlete that we reached out to is, uh, is Jenny Nesbitt. So we asked Jenny similar questions um, and this is what she had to say. Hiya, I'm Jenny Nesbitt and I'm competing in the women's 3000 metres at the Birmingham Track and Field Series on April the 21st. My target for the race is to stay as close to the leaders as possible. Uh, I'm still kind of scared of the 3000 metres. It feels very short compared to the 10k. So if I can come away with a PB, I'd be really happy. As for the rest of the season, my aim is to con- achieve the Commonwealth Games standards in the 10,000 and the 5,000 metres. If I do that, I'll run PBs too, which is always special. I hope to also gain the Commonwealth Games standard in the marathon during the autumn. So watch this space. If I could be an animal, I'd probably be a kangaroo. Uh, I just kind of feel it'd be pretty cool to bounce around everywhere. Um, I also love Australia and it would mean I get to live there. And they can move at 15 kilometres an hour really efficiently. So I feel that would be productive training too. Absolutely love it. So good chat there from Jenny um, in terms of the the kangaroo. I didn't actually stipulate if you would be that animal in this country. Um, so maybe, I don't know if I should have been clearer. I mean, that's, you know, that's fine. I mean, if I'd probably choose something that, that wasn't in England, actually, thinking about it, I'd rather go somewhere else. How about you, Johnny? If, yeah, I asked I mean, you, if you could be any animal, really, what would you be? Well, that's the big yeah. one. I, I think there's, there's something about flamingos me. I don't know why. I just feel like they're, you know, they're pretty cool. They know what they're doing. They just don't. They don't really care what's going on. They're, they're their own animal, and they they get on with it. Um, I, I don't know why I've, I've admired them. Um, but yeah, my housemate, um, big fan of flamingos. I think this is this is for Alex. Anyway, I'll, I'll be a flamingo. Love it. What about you? Love it. Um, I don't know. I think for some reason I had gazelle in my head. I just wanted to be yeah. a gazelle and go gazelle. I don't really have much much thought behind that. I don't have any pets myself, so. Not, um, you're gonna get eaten, I think. Yeah, not. You're, you're, they're pretty. They're, they're pretty quick, though. Aren't they? Oh, they just jump in the air. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was, that's what I was gonna say about Jenny. Is uh, her, her knowledge of kangaroos is pretty strong. I didn't know yeah. that they could move at 15 kilometers an hour with such efficiency. Um, so she's she's done her research, which is good to see. Yeah, well, she just had that in in the back pocket, ready to go, or the front pocket, shall we say? Ah, kangaroo oh, yes. chat. Um, brilliant, but. Another um, another Commonwealth Games hopeful, um, and you know you yeah. saw uh, Jenny compete at the the comeback five k, um, where you know it was pretty much. I mean, she was running on her own all the way around. What was her feedback from from that comeback five k? Yeah, I mean, I think she was pretty pleased with it. I think uh, I think it was a track PB, um, or, or maybe it was quicker than she ran on the road in the winter. She seemed quite happy with it, but she, I mean, she seems happy most of the time. That's how Jenny is. <laughs> Um, I think, it, yeah, it was a bit of a shame. I, I know there'd been a few dropouts from the 5K where actually um, there were going to be a few girls who were going to be challenging her. And I mean, I'm sure she was happy enough taking home the prize pot with uh, less pressure. But um, Oh, yeah, definitely. 
I think she should have a she should have a good run on uh, on Wednesday. We've got Jess Judd entered. We've got Hannah Nuttall and Sarah Aston and a few um, XGB juniors like Saskia Miller, Rebecca Marini Brown. So I think um, she should be pushed pretty strong field. So hopefully we'll get a good race um, for her. Yeah, as she's saying, three k is uh, a bit short if you're trying to work on the marathon. But uh, yeah, I was going to say talk about the range uh, as well. That's the longest distance we have on offer. And some, <laughs> uh, some barriers in the way as well. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, it should be good for her. I think there's a few targeting nine minutes or just under there or thereabouts. That's always a big a big barrier for the elite female um, 3K runners. So it'll be great to get as many as possible under nine minutes um, with the help of our pacemakers. So um, yeah, very excited. Ma- massively exciting. And, and especially for Jenny as well, it's interesting that, um, you know, she mentions the the work on the marathon and I think the the range comes across as well um, for athletes like her. And we're going to hear from uh, Phil Sessaman in just a second, but their range is just like phenomenal, you know, how they can turn over that fast on uh, like a 3k, 5k, and then, you know, pretty much obviously not hold the same tempo, but, you know, actually last the distance and, and do incredibly well in, in the marathon. Why, why did a lot of people sort of step up to, to the marathon, would you say, Johnny? Because, you know, it's fair to say that a lot of these athletes are still quite young to it. If you... Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a bit of a mystique about the marathon. I think it's sort of an unknown and maybe, um, I don't, I don't, well, my housemate's done a few marathons and he, I don't know, he's a, well, he, he just seems like a bit of a nutter. So I think they're all they're all a bit mad, but I guess you've got to be a bit mad to be a good runner. Some some people see it as like a good opportunity to to make the step up for a championships and actually it's like okay you know there's, there's the Olympic marathon coming up or there's the Commonwealth Games marathon coming up and actually if I can run this sort of time then you know that would put me in a good shout and actually um, making a step up later in your career and sort of going like okay I'm going to really commit to this now and give it a go and something that a few people start to do um, once they get into I don't know mid twenties but I mean the marathons for all ages I think you know. People, people take to it. I know we had Steve Way, who was a guy who was a chain smoker and drank a lot of, of beer and was slightly overweight and actually picked it up just to get fit, quit smoking, and actually, you know, made GB teams um, uh, in his, you know, late 30s. And actually, so, you know, it's, it's never too late to step up and actually people think, you know. Yeah. So, so if you are listening to this and you're a heavy smoker and you enjoy um pint, pints every day um then yeah. feel free to get in touch the, the, the marathon could be for you <laughs> yeah the... um never know. yeah absolutely brilliant well um yeah thank, thank you to jenny for um sending in her uh, her voice note about that i'm very excited to see uh, her race on wednesday now the next athlete that um, we're going to hear from is is phil norman now as mentioned you know there's been a good bit of build-up i think there was a Obviously, he's, he's raced at the Comeback 5K. We did a podcast of him on the last episode. Um, so you can go check that out after after you listen to this one. Um, and also, you had a chat with him for one of the um, promotional posts. Is that right, Johnny? Yeah, yeah. So we reached out to him to see, um, just see what, how he was feeling, you know, ahead of ahead of the 2K chase. And actually, you know, there's, there's a, it'll be his first chase of the season. Um, I don't know how how disappointed he was to not be able to quite make the, the Doha team for, for the world champs when he ran, I think he ran within a second of the standard or a second and a half, about four times. Yeah. Um, one of which was, was at our, one of our events. Um, so I know he'd be in, he'd seen the atmosphere and um, we'd love to have him back. Yeah. He seemed very excited, um, you know, getting the season underway and, and really give it a good go. Um, Tokyo. So we're delighted to be part of his, part of his journey, I guess. Absolutely. And let's hear, uh, let's hear from uh, the big man himself. Hi, my name's Phil Norman and I'm going to be competing in the 2000 metre steeplechase. My target for the race is to run sub 5.25, which would put me in the top eight all time um, for the event. I've also got half an eye on the British record of 5.19 
86, which was set by Mark Rowland in 1988. Um, it's a tall order, um, but you know, see how the legs are on the night, and uh, who knows, you know, you've got to have those, those big goals. The target for the season is to make the finals um, of the Olympics in the 3,000 metre steeplechase. And the last question here, if I could be any animal, I would probably go for a cat. Um, they seem to be able to do what they want. They've got the freedom to go where they want. Uh, they can nap, they get fed, you know, it seems like they've, they've got it sorted really. So yeah, be a cat. Nice. Love that from Phil. Um, lots to pick out. Firstly... You know, extremely ambitious uh, on you know the times that he's aiming for. But you know, as a, a race organizer, that's that's what you want to hear, isn't it? You want you want them to oh, be absolutely. done at the time. Yeah, I mean, the ambition's there. Um, I know we've got um, Mark Pierce uh, on pacing duties, who um, ran him pretty close at the British Champs last year, close second. So if Very you true. want anyone to pace him, then that's probably the best guy. I saw he was just down at the track earlier this afternoon as well, getting him get himself ready. So he looks in shape to to take take Phil through. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a very strong record if you're targeting Mark Rowland's times. He was obviously he's a British record holder at the 3K chase and got um, bronze medal at the Olympics. So it's great to hear Phil saying he wants to make the Olympic finals. Um, making the Olympics is not enough. Um, yeah. You know, but he got his steady stall out and he's perfectly capable of doing that. So it's great to see that he's he's got these lofty ambitions. And it's, yeah, it's great for us. And obviously, we'd love to watch a British record. I'm sure everyone would. It's not, it's not every day you get to watch one of those. So yeah, good luck to Phil. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm glad he put the pressure on because, um, you know, I don't I don't always want to be responsible for saying, oh, he, you know, he should run this, should run that. But like you say, put a stake in the ground and uh, and Phil's going to go for it, which, you know, is, is what we want to see at these events. And I think that that's what we're very excited for, not only um, because of the the ability of a lot of the athletes, but because of all of the competition and, and perhaps the build up and the fact that they haven't had, um, you know, that, that much exposure to races are probably just just itching to go um so yeah really excited to to be watching watching film um and hopefully get that that british record that'll be uh that'd be awesome to see um so our, our next athlete is phil sessman so phil to phil back to back and uh i'd sent phil similar questions so uh, let's hear from phil sessman now the name is phil sessman um i am competing in the 3000 um, at the Birmingham BMC on the 21st of April. Um, my goal for the race, it's first outdoor race of the season, um, but not that long ago since I last raced. So really it's just get involved, get a good hard run out, um, try and take a win. And it'd be pretty nice to get a PB out of the race as well. So um, I'm not there to kind of sit around and, and um, jog around and go for a kick. I'm, I'm there to kind of make sure we get things moving and, and, and push things on early if, if I'm feeling good. Target for the season uh, is going to be, I'm going to go all in and, and try and hit one of these Olympic qualifying times, either for the 5,000 or the 10,000. Whether I hit that or not, I think the goal is really just to just to know I was all in and, and gave it a good go. I think it's if everything lines up perfectly, then why not me? Like why why can't I hit those times if, if other boys are gonna? So I might as well go for it myself. Interesting question, if I could be any animal, what would I be and why? I think people may see from my social media I do a lot of running with my dog. Um she is a Vizsla and Springer Cross, um, so pretty good for the running. Um, but I think deep down I have to admit that maybe the border collie is, is a little bit better for the mileage. Um so I would probably be a border collie. Um they got wicked stamina, um, they're pretty intelligent, uh they generally live in pretty scenic places, um, so I think that'd be a, a pretty good life. Sounds strong from Phil there. Um setting out <clears throat> all of his targets. 
as well as saying that he wants to be a border collie deep down. And also, you know, Phil is actually someone who we've seen, um, you know, compete a lot this year in, in comparison to, I guess, a lot of other athletes that might not have been out competing either in indoors or road races. You know, Phil's pretty much done the lot, got selected for the 3000 meters in the European indoors and, um, you know, ran 5K uh, a couple of weeks back. Did you have any money on him on that on that five k? Because uh, it was we had I'd say on, we had like on course betting. Um, William Hill did betting sheet up. Uh, mm. Did Did you have any money on him? I um I actually went I went each way to Andy Hayes who uh, oh, really? did come who did come third. So uh, I was quizzing. I did all right. Um, I remember talking to to my friend James McRae about that, who's a fellow Hallamshire Harrier. Um, and he said that Andy had, had told everyone not to bet on him, um, which I saw as a sign of, of confidence that actually he. You know, he knew deep down he was going to come third. Um, but you know, he's a, he's a he's a strong athlete, and obviously was at Birmingham with us for a few years. I saw good odds on Andy. It was no slight on Phil. Um, you know, I knew Phil was going to run well, and obviously Bob Mortimer was the one who took the win, another strong athlete. Um, so uh, yeah, it, it'd be great to see Phil racing in this three k. I know we've got a rematch with him and Johnny Davies from uh, from the Bromley Twilight last last yeah. summer, which was you know one of the strongest three k's I've seen in the UK. Um, I remember looking at the, I think it was the world, well, the world rankings were a bit different that year with a few others, but it was funny seeing Bromley in the you know, <laughs> four of the top five yeah. on the all tight on the uh, on the world ranking list. It was great to see. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see how, how Phil can get on um, absolutely in this one as well. Yeah, he's going. Uh, you know, he really is going from strength to strength, and there's been a lot of um, a lot of buzz around uh, around what Phil's doing and you know his capabilities, and I think that that's really coming through this year. And you know. Even even his uh, his mentality, he says that you know if anyone can do it, then then I can do it, right? And he's he's just going to go all in on it, which is which is from a fan's point of view is, is great to see because he's not holding back. We we're you know likely to see some fast times, even you know if, if he doesn't if someone doesn't take it on, then we know that Phil might be up up the front pushing on the pace. So often we like to see tactical races, but we also like to see fast ones as well. Um, and you, who can really push themselves to to that point um, where, they're, where they're smashing it? And I think Phil and you know the the rest of the um, rest of the group in the three k are going to be you know it's going to be really really strong. Is Mark Pierce Pierce uh, is Mark Pierce pacing that one as well? Is he in the two k chase Pace, and the three k? Mark Pierce is piercing. Mark the, Pace um, is piercing the three k. Yeah, he, <laughs> well, he's down to do both, but. Um... You know, I'm, I'm sure we'll see how he's doing. I don't know. I think I think the issue with Mark is that actually he's up for anything. So I think it's more going to be on his coach, Luke Gunn, to say whether he can or can't do it. Mark will just say he can do it and be up for it. Um, whether his, you know, whether his Achilles is torn in half from the chase of Bill, like, oh, yeah, I'll do the 3K, I'll be fine. So, yeah, Paul will ask for him. We'll find uh, out. He's, he's in good shape. Um, I'm sure he can do, do a good job for the boys. Two pacemaking duties, um, tough session. I'm real, yeah, that is a tough session. Horrible, horrible, horrible session set by the coach. Uh, I know, and I, yeah, it's horrible. Harsh. Thinking uh, about the, you know, maybe get around 1900 in the in the 2k or drop out of the uh, drop out of the water water jump barrier and then only have enough for 400 in the 3k or something like that. But hopefully you go um go a bit further. I'm sure that you know you've got a capability to yeah. do so. And but yeah, very excited to you know see that 3k and especially on the women's side as well. You know, mentioned how stacked it is. Um, I think all of the all of the events are going to have you know some some high quality athletes that we're obviously really excited to um, to be able to to watch and, and to be able to see. Um, so our next uh, our next athlete that um, we've heard from um, is Mari Smith. So uh, let's quickly hear from her on the questions that we sent through. 
Hi, my name's Mari Smith um, and I'm an 800 meter runner and I am competing in the Open 800 next Wednesday at the Birmingham Open and BMC meet. The target for the race is mostly just a rust buster for me. I haven't raced in a very long time, um, so I didn't do indoors this season. So I'm hoping just to blow away some of the cobwebs, to be honest, get that real lactic headache back again and remember to embrace it. So I'm kind of, yeah, just doing it to to rust bust really and also because i'm doing the mixed race so i'm racing with the boys uh just to remember what the like enjoyment of racing is like it's been so long and well the last indoor season i had was a bit overly fatigued i overtrained a bit going into it so it was like really hard work not that it won't be hard work this time but hopefully hard in a different way <laughs> so i'm just hoping to get that enjoyment back and I want to finish it thinking, yeah, this is why I do this sport. Like, I love this sport. So hopefully I'll get some of that feeling back. Target for the season. This season is a bit strange. It just kind of depends how it pans out, to be honest. I've, you know, depending on what opportunities are available to me with the travel restrictions and things like that. But I would love to run a PB. I'd love to, I'd love to break two minutes. Obviously, it's like every 800 meter runner's aim, but that would be like the top aim for the season. I'd love to just get back in there and mix with the top girls in the UK and hopefully hold my own. Yeah. And if, if that sub two came, that would be phenomenal, but we shall see. As I say, I don't even know what the sort of season's going to look like. So again, I'd love to do some European races, hopefully put my name out there a bit more for future races to come, but yeah, I'm not sure what's going to be available. So we shall see. Um, <laughs> if you could be any animal, what would it be and why? Uh, due to an event that happened on Wednesday's session in which I was mid-rep or between reps. So I was talking to my coach, just discussing the last rep that I'd had. And I somehow managed to inhale a fly, of which, after much coughing, never never resurfaced. So I'm pretty sure I ate it. <laughs> Off the back of that, I'm going to say I'm a frog. <laughs> Absolute chat. <laughs> what a great story. Wow, yeah. There you are. There's your insight. There's your scoop. If anyone wants, if anyone wants the inside information on uh, angel meter training, um, you know, you need some protein mid session. There we go. We'll see. Um, we'll see Mari do ex- extremely well in I'm a celeb in a couple of years. I reckon. Um, get her on there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love how it just transitions into yeah, probably a frog then, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also a couple of things that uh, to pick out there from from Mari and, and one of the things that she mentioned was you know how important it is to to be enjoying it um out there and I think that a lot of people will get the enjoyment from being able to compete and being you know at an event itself you know from from that athlete side how how important is that Johnny because you know there's been a lot of people that haven't been able to compete or those that haven't been able to watch athletics you know how important is that for them yeah I, I think um for some people it's been proven to be really important and actually a lot of people really struggled when competitions went away um and they were they were realizing that actually that was a big reason why they were doing the sport and that's where a lot of these virtual races came in and that provided that comp- competitive um environment last last easter where some people actually did notice they were actually I, you know I, I can take a bit of the pressure off and i can just do some easy running and just enjoy that or you know just work on some of my strength work work on some of my weaknesses but actually to have that opportunity where, you know, we've got competitions coming back and, you know, I know the 
this is one of the buzzwords of, of this lockdown period has been, you know, return to normal. But we are, we are on our way, I, I hope. Um, so it's great to see these sort of competitions coming together. And I know Mari's had a bit of a tough time in the last couple of years to do with, you know, just having some lofty goals and actually, you know, working towards them. And she's putting in all the work. And actually, I think the, the rewards are coming. Um, so I'm really excited to see what Mari can do. Um, I know she's been knocking on the door two minutes for a little while. And actually, well, it's 159.5, the Olympics. So if you're going to break two, why not go 159 live? <laughs> Always the way. Once I think once you break two, you 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 know it's 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 a weight off your shoulders, and actually you can just run without that fear. And I remember the first time I broke two minutes as a junior, sort of like crossing the line and going, I think I was pretty close, and you wait yeah. for the results, and then oh, it's a buzz. And then I just went around one fifty seven straight away. I'm, I'm sure Mara can do the same. Um, yeah, no doubt. But yeah, it's been, it's been good <laughs> seeing her uh, her training with Izzy Boffy um, on our track. I was there on Wednesday. I didn't see the fly. I was doing my own session. But, um, no, that would be decent yeah, eyesight as well. She's, she's been going well. She's been enjoying it a lot more. And actually just sort of, I think it, the last year has provided a bit of sort of a, a step back and an evaluation for a lot of, a lot of athletes who've actually gone, you know, actually this is, this is the sport I love. And once it's, but you know, you don't miss it until it's gone. Um, yeah. And it's great to have it back and everyone's really excited. And I think that athlete experience is something we're really keen to, um, to really push at our meetings and I think that's something that is lacking at some some meetings in the UK and actually I know she mentioned she wanted to go abroad um, to some races in Europe and actually yeah sometimes the weather's better but um, some of the best races I've watched have been the grassroots ones in the UK and actually if we can just put on some some meets and kind of capture that that festival vibe and you know that sort of really athlete-led experience um, of the meetings then I think actually we might see well I think we for COVID reasons as well we might see fewer athletes going abroad but um, yeah. if we can get some really good meets on in the UK we can prove it can be done here so that's something that we're really trying to push for and make sure that the athletes are enjoying it and the spectators are enjoying it and you know it's meant to be a spectacle it's meant to be fun entertaining it's not it's not a means to an end to simply go all right everyone turn up and hit the standards and go home and yeah 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 you know that's that's not what it's about it's about telling these um and really giving the athletes a platform to to tell their story and what they're aiming for and um make sure they're they're enjoying it Um, yeah absolutely absolutely and i think that what you know you you touched on that point there and i actually wrote down here you know trap travel uh, or lack of travel e- equals more domestic races. And I think that this is an opportunity that won't come around again, where we can actually step up and deliver on these domestic races so that athletes don't have to go abroad. Like, you know, a lot of the people that I've um, talked to that, that do go and race abroad, you know, Josh Lay being one of them, um, Luke Duffy as well. So they go out to Belgian meets and they're, they're buzzing, um, you know, and, and they're paying a lot of money, obviously, to be there. But if we can you know, really push this, this point in time where actually athletes don't have a, a choice. They have to do domestic races. We can just make them as competitive or as exciting and, um, and entertaining as these meets abroad, then there's no reason why athletes in the future will decide to, to, yeah, to compete abroad. And, and in fact, it will just increase the, the competition that we've got domestically. And that's, you know, that for me is really, really exciting. Yeah, I mean, well, necessity breeds innovation. And actually, I think that's what we're starting to see with a lot of this sort of new blood coming into into organising these, these events. And actually, we saw that. At, we're going to plug Battersea 5K again. Yeah, we um, love it. They just did such a good They're job. good guys over there, yeah. Yeah, I know. But I mean, there's there's been events like that, uh, you know, across all the events. I know we've seen Bedford International Games pop up. and There's exciting things to be done. Um, and I think this is the same thing with the live stream, actually, just because people can't come and watch it. Suddenly there's all this reason. Oh, OK, well, we'll get a stream. Yeah. But I, I think that might that might change the way athletics events works. And actually, if we prove it can be done on a not a massive budget, um, then there's no reason these 
lot of things can't be streamed going forward in the same way once you start to put these these exciting events on in the uk then keep them coming yeah absolutely don't just have to be while covid's on and we can't go abroad let's you know let's make this the future of the sport 100 yeah i I think there's so much opportunity for it and you know you and the team that are putting on this this meet is you know testament to that that you know you can come up with new ideas implement the ones that you were going to going to put through anyway i'm really excited to you know see it's interesting actually because you know we get on really well we've got so much in common in terms of like our our passion for the sport but i think we've only met maybe like twice in person if that maybe like bromley once i but, think um, it was just it, bromley yeah it's, just a, it's a madness really, it was funny it's just a click <laughs> i was like he, he he wants what i want Let's yeah say. yeah yeah and, and, I, th- and I think i think there's there's loads of people like us who actually you know are starting to get those opportunities um i think this is something that martin quaid said after um after the virtual national road release took off and actually was like there's all these guys who suddenly had some time on their hands to really put some of their time and, and effort into into the sport and develop it and actually there's some really talented new guys you know we, we talk we talk about the stories of um these athletes making major championships but actually you know if i'm gonna plug myself and yourself then you know there's there's talent behind the scenes as well and actually it's great to see those, those guys coming through and it's great to see what some of the um you know alfie man thought was track star on on, yeah. uh, on instagram and actually he's built such a huge following and it, it just shows that actually it can be done and we can bring athletics forward into the new age we don't just have to sit and watch what what's being done and actually um you know i don't, I don't you know there's credit to, to what's what's been going on at the minute but um actually you know it's great to see these this new blood coming in and running some new ideas um, definitely so buzzing for uh, buzzing for wednesday um we've you know we've spoken about some of the um the benefits you know the live stream and uh, those those live results as well for people that um, are looking to get involved, and I assume even by those that are listening um, to start with, uh, they'll probably want to get get involved in this. Um, where should they go to, to find out some more information and, and check out that live stream, John? Yeah, so we're, we're posting as many updates as possible um, on our socials. We're on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Um, so Twitter and Instagram, it's UB Sport Athletic. Um, on Facebook, it's University of Birmingham uh, Track and Field Series. Then we'll be, po- we'll be posting some start lists, you know, just providing general hype. We'll be doing some more athlete profiles to you know give some some of these other guys a, a name you know we've got some really talented field eventers and sprinters that we really want to show off as well um i know we've talked predominantly about the, the distance races but i want to make sure that actually you know this is a, a sport for all and actually we have got well we've got a 400 meter invite for example um with charlie dobson in it who's hoping to run you know he might have run 45 seconds already yeah um but uh yeah then uh we'll be plugging links for the for the social media on social media for the the youtube stream um so we're doing a test run tomorrow so uh hopefully that all works fingers um, crossed so eh? like now, <laughs> now we've committed to it i've got to try and pull it off and it's ubsportathletic.co.uk for our website as well Unreal. information and uh live results on open track but uh, we'll, we'll be sharing all the links follow us twitter facebook instagram Exactly. Far long winded plug, but um, there we are. I'm Perfect. sure you'll find us. There we go. Um, yeah, and yeah, if you found, fa- I mean, if you found this um, this podcast, then check out Critcast Pod on Instagram. Um, I'm going to be sharing all of the stuff that the University of Birmingham sport page is going to be uh, going to be sharing as well. Um, but yeah, Johnny, thank you very much for for joining me on this this episode. I've really enjoyed catching up to start with, um, but also yes. you know, hearing from some of the some of the athletes as well um, in their voice notes and. You know, just creating that extra bit of buzz um, in the next in the coming days 
as uh, we move towards this incredible event. So if I don't see, well, if I don't uh, chat to you before, then I'll see you Wednesday. But for our listeners, yeah. uh, thanks very much for, for listening. Thanks for um, always supporting the podcast and check us out on, on socials. But yeah, Johnny, th- thanks very much. And, um, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks very much, guys.